0: Did you start following Jesus? Maybe you were born again, and uh, that's all there was to it. What did Jesus mean when he said, count the cost? Does it cost something to follow Jesus? Have you ever decided to follow Jesus? Are you a disciple of Jesus? Any thoughts? Come check out this episode of God's Adopted. I hope to encourage you. Howdy! Welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters who come and and join me on this episode of God's Adopted. I pray, Father, that you would encourage us and and strengthen us, Lord, to, to understand and to be encouraged to follow you more and more in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We're talking about what is it to follow Jesus? What does it mean? Maybe what are some different ways that we know of in our own lives that we've made decisions to follow Jesus and and what, what does it mean? In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, going from verses 25 to 33, Jesus talks to his disciples about counting the cost and he talks to them about if you haven't given up everything to follow me, then you can't follow me. Now, it's not those words exactly, but the meaning is there. So why don't we start there? What does it mean? What is the cost of following Jesus? Let me ask you a few questions. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus or a disciple of Jesus? If I asked you, Are you a follower of Jesus? And your answer was yes. Then what if my next question was, okay, where did he go? In other words, if you're a follower of Jesus, how are you following Jesus? If you don't know how you're following Jesus, then how is it possible for you to be a follower of Jesus? If you don't know where he went, how can you go there? If you're a disciple of Jesus and I ask you the question, what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? If your answer was basically, well, a student or a learner, well, those are part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, but it's missing a lot because it's not just about learning about God and learning about Jesus, but actually, making your life change to be more his way instead of other ways. In other words, living your life the way that God calls you to live your life in being a disciple, in being a child of God, in being a follower of Jesus. And the best way to know what all of that means really has got to be by reading through the word of God by reading through the new testament, read through the gospels and read through the other books of the new testament and and gain wisdom and knowledge and grow. But what if what if you haven't done any of that? How about baptism? Have you been baptized? Have you have you been have you gone underwater all the way and then up out of the water all the way? A lot of a lot of times in churches today the kind of thing that you hear people say is, you know, this is a an an outward expression of an inward commitment that someone's made. And a lot of times, well, even when I've baptized people in the past, I've asked them the questions, you know, have you been born again? Have you decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life? And has he become your Savior and your Lord? And then I baptized them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name and I and they come out of the water. But what does that mean? What does it mean to you? Let's look at all of this another way. Why be a disciple of Jesus? Why do you want to be a disciple of Jesus? Or why why are you a disciple of Jesus? Or why would you want to follow Jesus? Why do you follow Jesus? I'm saying this partly because I really believe that there's a lot of people out there that have been born again, but kind of like babies left on doorsteps. They didn't go any farther than that. They got born again. Maybe even they were baptized as a step in following Jesus because Jesus was baptized and we get baptized in part as part of our actual, something we can do that he did, but we do it as part of obedience to him in actually taking a step by being baptized, a step in following him. And so there are people that got baptized, but that's it. Nothing, nothing happened after that. I believe that God is getting ready to really start calling out to everyone who's ever been born again and starting to draw them all closer to himself. Now, this is going to happen. I believe it's going to happen inside of churches, and I believe a lot of it's going to happen outside of churches. Because being inside of a church does not make you a child of God, does it? Keith Green used to say, you know, uh, you know, being a Christian because you go to church is like being a hamburger because you went to McDonald's. Right? It, it doesn't work that way. We're talking about relationship. But what if you were taught something that actually wasn't what Jesus was teaching? What, what if for some reason... Everything The way everything worked out was that maybe for whatever reason you, you felt that it was right for you to raise your hand or to be led in a prayer or even to be baptized in water because you, were, you had a desire to become a child of God, to be born again, to, to receive God's help in a way that, that is beyond any other way, to actually have eternal life, to gain eternal life. Some people are taught that eternal life is when you go to heaven after you die, but that's not what Jesus taught eternal life is. He taught eternal life was a relationship with Father God in heaven through Jesus and knowing them, knowing God in our life, beginning now and then for all eternity. It includes going to heaven, yes, but it starts in this lifetime. What if you were born again? But you didn't really start a relationship or nobody, re- nobody ever taught you about how to have a relationship with God and how to grow in that relationship, not only so that you can grow, but by growing, we get to experience the living God, the only true living God in our true living lives. And when we experience a true living God in our lives, what happens? Well, part of what happens is called the fruit of the Spirit. People get to experience something about God because they're around us, because our life impacts other people. And so people get to experience, maybe maybe you learned how to love a particular way that God taught you, how he loves you, and you're able to love another person with his love. Well, when you do that, you're letting his light shine through you. You're letting his love be expressed through you to other people. And that's part of what it means to follow Christ because Jesus let us all get to know the Father up above through him, through himself. And that's part of what we do as children of God as we keep growing in him. What other things happen? Well, what about all the people that were healed in the Bible? Am I saying people could be healed today? Why would I say otherwise? How can you read the Bible and not believe that God is still the same God today as he was then? He never changes. At least the Bible says he never changes. He's God. One of the things that probably stops God from being seen the way that he is in the Bible, a lot of people don't know what he does in the Bible. A lot of people don't read it. So, I mean, a lot of people are, they're followers of Christ who have no idea where Christ went. I mean, if, if you see Jesus praying for people that are sick and, and you're following Jesus, what do you think the chances are that someday, at least one time, if not more than one time, somebody's going to ask you to pray for them, someone who's sick, so that they might be able to receive healing and you get to pray for them. Now, whether or not they get healed, that is up to God. But whether or not you're ready to pray, or whether or not you have faith, you have a belief inside your heart that says, go ahead, pray. Pray in my name, like the Holy Spirit is telling you. Pray in Jesus' name for that person. Maybe they'll be healed. But if you don't have any of that relationship, if you don't have any of the word of God in your heart, even to encourage you to just take another step in faith and following Jesus, then there's no reason for you to ever do it, is there? In the beginning, I was asking a question. What does it cost to be a disciple of Jesus? What did it cost Jesus to make it possible for us to become children of God? It cost him everything. And that's what it cost us. And he says that in... Various different ways. One of the ways you hear about it is if anyone loses his life for my sake, he'll gain his life. Isn't that amazing? What does it mean? Well, what it means will be outworked as you continue to grow and follow Christ. And it could mean various things depending on your life and where God has you and everything. Could it mean that you have to give everything up? It could. I've seen it happen, and it's not like, oh, terrible, it's so terrible. It, it's, more, uh, it's more like God makes it clear to you what he wants you to do. You do it, and you're like, praise God, because you get to experience the living God in your life, and other people around you get to see it happen. And other people are going to hear about something that maybe God had you do or a decision that God had you make and how God took care of you and your family or whatever the case is, People are going to hear about stories about it one day, and some people are going to be like, mm, nah, that, that couldn't happen. There's no way that that's true. But it will be true, and you'll know it, because you get to live it out. It's like I get excited about encouraging people to follow Christ. Yes, yes. Why? Partly because I do. I follow the Lord, and I've seen Him do amazing things. For me and my life and my family... And it's just incredible because he is the true living God. So why wouldn't I want to share about him to you? Of course I would. And if you've been born again, then why wouldn't I want to encourage you to grow? Of course I would. Why wouldn't I? Of course I would. And why wouldn't I want you to find out that he's just like he says he is all through the scriptures? Well, of course I want you to find out. Do you have to come to me to find out? No. Am I here to try and encourage you and help you grow? Absolutely. That's why I'm here. That's why this podcast is here. Because over six months ago, I really felt like the Lord was saying, this is what I want you to do. And so I started doing it and I've been doing it. And I'm just, I'm super excited to see what he's doing. I mean, it's not about all kinds of crazy marketing and crazy stuff like that. It's simply God once wanted me to do this, so I'm doing it i'm I'm working on a book. The book is going to be about encouraging people who have the calling who people who are disciples of Jesus or who want to be a disciple of jesus i i I'm writing a book on to help encourage you to do that. How do you do that i mean what if your church has a discipleship 101 class and it teaches you how to study the Bible and how to pray? Well, that's fantastic, but there's there's a lot more to being a disciple of Jesus than just that. And so I want to make sure that there's a more fullness of it out there of what he says it is. Partly because I feel like I feel like he's come up to me and asked me a crazy question. And it's like Jesus come if he came up to you and he said would you make disciples for me? And and everything inside of you says, well, yes, Lord, I want to do that. The Great Commission talks about that, doesn't it? That that he sent them out to make disciples of the nations. Isn't that what it says? It also says whoever believes in his name, they would do the things that he did and even greater things. Now it doesn't use those words, but there are those words are said in another place in the gospels. And I'm not just giving all of these places to you because I want you to start reading. But I'm amazed. And if you email me and you want specific passages about anything specific, I'll be happy to respond to you. So send an email to victor at godsadopted.com or support at godsadopted.com or go to godsadopted.com and go down to any page. Um, There's a form there you can fill out and ask questions or whatever. and, And I'll respond to you because I want to build you up in growing in the Lord. If that's, if that's what you're called to do, if that's what you want to do, if I can help you in some way, then I want to do that. And so I just... So what does it cost to follow Jesus? It costs everything. Can you give more than what God has given you? No. All we have is what God's given us. And, and so to give everything to the Lord, even your own life... It simply means this, that your desire and you have a willingness that says, God, if you want me to do something and you make it clear that it's you, then I want to do it. I want you to be my God and I want you to be in charge. I want you to be Lord because to say that someone's Lord means that you're going to do what they say. So I want to encourage you with that and And I just, I get excited about these things because I've seen God do amazing things. And it's not about a show. It's not about, it's not about me. (laughs) It's about him. And I know I'm not the best speaker uh, and, and all of that stuff. I'm not the greatest teacher, the greatest speaker, any of that kind of a thing. But I know I'm a disciple of the Lord. And I know that he's used me before. And I know that he'll use me again. And maybe he'll help you in some way uh, on this occasion. I hope. That's part of my prayer. I'm going to close with that. I'm going to just keep it simple. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you want to pray the prayer, maybe you can use it as a model for yourself. Okay? Um, Father God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. And I pray that if anybody wants to, to follow in this prayer of lordship, to let you be Lord. I pray that you would encourage them to do it, Father. And, and so, or if you want them to reach out to me in some way, I pray that you would encourage them to do that. So here's the prayer. Jesus, I want you to take over, to take charge. I've taken charge of too much and I repent. I turn away from it. If you make your ways clear to me, then I want to go your ways. I pray that you'd encourage me, make your path clear to me and be Lord, over my life, and over my future, and my hopes, and my dreams, I just lift them all up to you, and I just, I pray that you be my God, and I thank you, and praise you, and I want to grow closer to you, and in your ways, that you be glorified, in and through my life, in Jesus' name, in your name, amen. I love seeing how our real living God is working in and through our real living lives in this real world. Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you've been blessed or encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next time on The Water with Jesus.